0: Welcome to Misunderstood, the show for the culturally and politically misunderstood lady or gent. We are your hosts. I'm Nat. And I'm Kat. And today, unlike other days, we are not going to do a culture shock moment. I feel like we've shocked people enough. Oh, yeah. So instead, we're going to talk about our dogs. (laughs) Shocking. They're <laughs> really shocking. cute. <laughs> <laughs> They're so freaking
1: cute. Yeah. Tell us about your dog, Nat. Okay, so my dog is a brindle pug named Pepe. He's almost 2 years old. Pepe the pug. Um you can follow him on Instagram at hey @pepe
0: the pug. He is a little chubster, a little snuggly bunny, and he loves the foods. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. I love Pepe and he He's a good guy. He's an icon. He is. He really is. He's an icon. icon. Yeah. Tell us about your little pooch. Oh, okay. My pooch is named Beatrice. She is a 70-pound (laughs) coonhound with... Many nipples because she gave birth to seven puppies. She's six years old and she is the light of my life. Mm -hmm. We'll post photos. Oh, we're gonna post so many photos. And Uh, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. And hopefully one day I would love to see Beatrice and Pepe in studio with us. Yeah, they
1: have a lot to say. Um, I would say Pepe leans left, Mm. so he'd. I think he'd really
0: offer a lot of interesting uh, social commentary about our show. Yeah, that'd be interesting to have like a counterpoint. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. And we'll mute his mic. Yes, if he gets too lefty. We do believe in censorship. So. Beatrice is from Tennessee, so she's definitely oh, right wing. The hard south. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. from the south. The deep south. Okay. All right. All well, right. Well, you're welcome for that. <laughs>
1: yeah. um, so now we'll talk about
0: stuff that, um, you know, matters a little more, but not by much. Mm, barely. Yeah, barely. I think so. So uh, there's this term being thrown around, Nat. The wage gap? Eh? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently it
1: exists between men and women, First, we should maybe note that it's actually illegal to pay a man more than a woman. Yes. So I guess if the wage gap does (laughs) exist, there might be some factors that are playing into that and contributing to that. So we're going
0: to talk about that and maybe do a little debunking. I'd like to debunk it. There are I have so many notes here. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. There are, okay, there's like two different acts in Canadian law that prevent you From uh, paying someone more than someone else based on gender, sexuality, religion, race. race. It's, so it's already illegal. It's illegal, it's folks. It's illegal.
1: So why would women potentially, technically, be getting paid less than? Perhaps it's a social thing.
0: Yes. So let's like talk about what they mean when they say paid less than. Yes. So, Conservative MP Michelle Rempel Gardner, she did a Twitter thread on International Women's Day about the wage gap, and she Linked to an article from the Canadian Women's Foundation, mm-hmm. which I'd never heard of. Uh-huh. Thanks, ladies. Um, in that <laughs> article, the article was pretty much nonsense. Yes. It was all well, as like, all of them typically are. It was are. so silly. Yeah. It was extremely silly. But they, they linked as a source uh, to StatsCan. OK, so StatsCan is like a thing it's that and, and hopefully you know, an unbiased thing. Ideally, it's yeah. taken from the census mm-hmm. and we can pretty much rely on that for like some good uh, information. Yeah, definitely. So I went to StatsCan and I did a little test. I compared male wages on average in the year 2019, um, males 16 and up to women 16 and up. Average income for the year 2019, what I found was that men made uh, $47,300 in 2019 and women made, they made $39,100. So that's a 17% difference in the Mm -hmm. average income between men and women. So that's our basis. Now we can talk about why. Yeah. And I mean, so also too, when you look at people who actually
1: work in the same profession uh, (laughs) uh, with the same seniority, like the same working number of hours, Basically, women earn 98 cents for every dollar that a man earns.
0: So let's think about that. That's a 2%. Yeah. That's not 17%. That's not. Where's
1: this difference coming from? (laughs) Well, I'm going to guess it's a nature thing. It's in our nature as women, first of all, to To not be... be to be, well, <laughs> to be poor, because we want a rich man. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, <laughs> but in all seriousness, um, women are less assertive than men. So when you're in a job interview and they ask you about your salary expectations, you might be less likely to push back. Like most men are not agreeable. Mm-hmm. I, and of course, this is just a generalization. Every individual is, of course, an individual. But if you're more assertive, you're more likely to get what you want. And if you want more money, you're going to ask for it. Mm, so that, absolutely, I think that's one thing that plays into it. But that's
0: it. even like a comparison when you're talking about like, uh, careers with the same seniority yeah. like if you're a banker and I'm a banker and we have both been working for about 5 years like that might explain that 2%. Yeah. But the 13% yeah. they said in the in the article that Michelle uh, Rempel Gardner um sourced. sourced they said that this disparity in salaries is based on this um the same income source. So I was like, oh, does that mean that they literally took like a banker and a banker and compared uh, them side by side? No. So when they say the same income source, they mean, are you employed? Are you unemployed? Are you (gasps) self-employed? Did you make your money from like investments? Are you one of them was, are you like, is your income coming from government programs? So When they say from the same income source, they are literally talking about like employment in general. So whether you work as a sandwich artist at Subway or you're a financial planner, they're counting you as the same income source. So essentially they're not breaking it down by age, by occupation, Uh, by by, hours worked, by seniority, by education, by danger. Danger is another thing that people don't like to
1: talk about. Well, of course, because we do know that men are more likely to enter a field that is more dangerous. Like 90,
0: I don't... 90% of all workplace fatalities right. are men. Exactly. 90%. So like, let's talk about the wage gap. Let's talk about the death S- gap. The safety gap. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: you know, I'm here in my studio yeah. while someone's out there like hammering a roof and they're falling off right now. But you
0: know, These we need more money. Need to be dis- yeah. Well, we do. <laughs> <laughs> But there are so many factors that go into the wage gap and and we in our research I think we've both discovered that it exists. Yes, it does exist. There but, is a gap. But there's a it's about there's 2%. a justification yeah. for it
1: though. And I think we should also talk about the fact that women do have a biological clock. Most women mm-hmm. around our age are like, "Hey, I maybe want to have kids now." And when you're in your late 20s, early 30s, that's when you are kind of at the height of your career perhaps, and yeah. you're like, "Well, I got to make a decision. Do I want to go full force in my career or do I want to have babies and stay home and be a nurturing mom?" Which, by the way, is an admirable career path as well. If you want to be a stay-at-home mom, like kudos to you. You are raising the next generation of you know successful, productive people. It's I I don't think those women get enough praise.
0: Absolutely not. So on that topic, um, Michelle Rempel Garner, who's a conservative MP, I don't know if I mentioned that, which is weird because you know conservative, you'd have a little bit, you'd you'd hope for more. Um, She said or actually this is from the article that she tweeted. Jobs that conform to traditional gender roles tend to be undervalued because they parallel domestic work that women are expected to perform for free. So I'm sorry, undervalued in motherhood? Like she's basically saying, if you say, if you take time off of your career and make less money than your male counterparts because you're doing motherhood, that that That's like doing free labor, basically. And it's like, mm, it's kind of like one of the most important jobs in the universe, I would argue. And you're not getting financially compensated for your hours worked, but like you're raising a human being. But also... Men can stay home as well. I just think it's
1: in a woman's nature to want to stay home with her baby. Well, we give birth. Yeah, right? Like, we have a special
0: connection with that child. Like, we're going to want to be the ones that are there. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Yeah, whether that works for your individual family or not, on the whole, on average, more women are more likely to want to be the primary caregiver of their Child, like you and Pepe. Yeah. Who's the primary caregiver? Well, I guess well, right, dad right now because yeah, I'm here. I was going to say.
1: <laughs> but okay, maybe we should also talk about the fact that there also are like men are more willing to sacrifice like flexibility and their free time in order to work 70, 80 hours a week. Like, I don't want to work that much. Mm-mm. Like, as I just want more flexibility in my schedule. I, I don't know if that's necessarily inherently male or female, but I do think men are willing to sacrifice a little bit more.
0: Uh, willingly, I guess. Yeah, and Jordan Peterson has spoken about this at length. There's that famous Kathy Newman interview yeah. where, you know, she's just like, so what she's saying is women are stupid. It's like, no, <laughs> didn't never say that. said that. <laughs> Not anything like that, but that's what people hear, and they start saying that he's a sexist or whatever. Yeah. But um, there's that study, and they had babies, and they showed them pictures of faces, and then they showed them pictures of objects, and they found that the female infants were more drawn to the faces and the, the male infants were more drawn to the objects. And right. that just ex- like if you extrapolate, it's just like women are more likely to go into careers that are nurturing. Human, yes, human relations. So yeah. like psychiatry, nursing, and nursing, daycare working. Obviously, motherhood is one mm-hmm. of those. And then men are more attracted to objects. Right. So that's that's just science. It's not like and so people say, well, there's a bias against women in STEM in science technology, whatever, whatever. Doubt it. Don't even know the acronym.
1: <laughs> Not interested. Science and technology, in, engineering and math. Math. Money. Is, m- and money. money. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I just made it up. But um, no, it's true. And also like women, you have a choice when you enter university. You get to pick whether you want to study English lit and women's studies or if you want to be an engineer. Like you can't like we have equal opportunity. We have more than equal opportunity. Yeah. I, I have, would
0: argue that too. I have an anecdote. I love to hear when it. When I was at Western in first year, I took comp sci computer science which was a terrible a terrible idea but you needed a science credit my boyfriend at the time um he he was a genius and he did my computer science project for me (laughs) he literally just copied his own and gave it to me um don't tell our props (laughs) yeah oops i'm gonna get a bad grade now no so he made mine pink and he kept his whatever, gray, blue, whatever. he I submitted mine under my name, he submitted his. I got like 100% on it and he got like a an 80 something. And we were like, at the time, oh. I was like kind of offended. And he was like, eh, he was over it. He was like, eh, kind of expected that. But like that was ugh, many years ago. That was like 15 years ago. Sorry, I'm so old. Crazy. The point is, is they've been doing this for a long time. They have been pushing women into STEM for so long at the expense of men who are actually working harder yeah. or as hard as the pe- the women. So I can't even imagine how bad it is now. Yeah,
1: I that it's scary. Well, yeah. I mean, e- even like a lot of big corporations are holding these meetings where they want to fill these quotas, right? So they're like, oh, we need more women, yeah. you know, people of certain ethnicity, et cetera. And it's like, well, you're eliminating jobs. That a man
0: like a man might be, yeah. might be better qualified. Someone who's interested might be better qualified because they're actually exactly. interested but trying to push women into it. Yeah. And taking race into consideration. Like As if that has any Science anything to do with doesn't skill. care no. what color your skin is. No, I think all that matters at the end of the day is how hard
1: are you working, are you doing a good job? And uh you know, I think that's really yeah. all we should
0: care about when and it I, comes to jobs. I think it's really, really awesome that our government, like, again, this is super lefty of me, but I think it's really awesome that the government of Canada will pay you to go on mat leave. Yeah, it's you get 40% of your income up into a certain level. I think it's 80k. So you'll only ever get like 40% of 80k. Uh, A lot of people make less than 80k. So they're going to be making a lot less than that. But the point is, is that like, that's where our tax dollars are going. And that's one of the social programs that I'm like, wow, that's actually great. Because if I get pregnant, I can't work up you know for some time while I'm nursing my child and whatnot and I'll still get a little money to pay the bills so that's awesome Mm -hmm. however I forget my point (laughs) (laughs) I think my point was that I don't know what my point was do you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i think your point is that women are afforded this
1: special social program that men yes. would never men don't get this opportunity unless you're a birthing person well, they, they can which take partly, we'll talk about later would
0: they've recently sure. introduced that and up until it was only up until recently that's that they, very new though it's new and yeah. some people do take advantage of that and that's awesome a lot <laughs> there's so many things to say on this subject I'm, i know i'm like literally, i have so many notes here just like three pages of I, notes and i this. can't remember anything yeah like the wage gap the wage gap 70 percent difference no, it's not. It's 2%. Okay, basically, let's just round this out here.
1: Uh, let's just round this out. What a nightmare.
0: So, the, so okay, I, I see what my point was here. This quote from this Forbes article, which was about the <laughs> dangers of the gender, w- the wage gap myth. Yes. Which is interesting because I did not yes. expect that from a Forbes article. Yeah, we should talk about this. But a point that they made is that it disparages men to say that they really haven't earned their space in society because they're just like given given it. Yeah because we just hate women and and they we don't want them involved yeah. in science and and financial jobs and high paying jobs that it's like you're you're now saying that men haven't earned what they've earned what they've def- literally earned
1: and yeah. I, I think it also it, uh, it 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 doesn't encourage women to work hard and pursue a, like getting the CEO role for example because they're like oh I'm never gonna get that I'm never gonna be as successful I'm never gonna get paid as much as a man so why would I even bother trying yeah and I just think that's a little bit dangerous for us as well because we can do it if we want to but like I said there are certain things that we need to consider like maybe we need to put on our pants and kind of, pl- if you're gonna compete against men, you gotta compete like a man, unfortunately. Yeah,
0: well, it's the bigotry of low low expectations. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, you do it with race in the same way, but I. you see it all the time when they're like, oh, females, you know, give yourself a round of applause for just being in this space. It's yeah. like, that's
1: sexist as heck. It is, it like, is. Do I
0: need a special round of applause for just doing my job?
1: Yeah, and by the way, that's not to say that like real sexism doesn't exist in the workplace. I do believe, I believe it does. We've all experienced it. Absolutely, but I think that we should let it fuel us. We should let it like incentivize us to be better and prove them wrong. Like don't be a victim, we don't need to be victims. Like you should use it to empower yourself,
0: you know? go get it, girl. Go get it, girl. You can do it. And especially because they're actually trying to encourage you yeah. so much. Like when we say, or when the feminists say that there's a bias against women in these in these jobs, that is wrong. Yeah, It's just categorically false. They're literally encouraging women. They're cheating and giving them better grades and yeah. certain things when they're doing the same project as men. Like they're encouraging, they're pushing women into these roles. And if the roles aren't being filled by, by women, it's not because there's a bias. It's because women aren't freaking interested in yeah. it. Yeah. Like on average.
1: Which is okay too. That's okay. Exactly. Just
0: stop complaining about it then. Yeah. There we go.
1: I think we got there. I think we nailed that. (laughs) I think that was the best. (laughs) And
0: now for an ad break.
1: Bitcoin 2022 is the largest Bitcoin event in the world that takes place on April 6th to 9th in Miami Beach, Florida. All four days will be jam-packed with exclusive content, exciting
0: announcements, and an incredible lineup of Bitcoin speakers, artists, and leaders. Day one is industry day for enterprising Bitcoiners who are looking to build a business or career within the ecosystem. Days two and three are general conference days featuring speakers like El Salvador President Bukele, who has promised a big surprise, as well as CEOs like Michael Saylor, Elizabeth Stark, Jack Maulers, Adam Back, and hundreds more. The conference caps off on the fourth day with the world's largest Bitcoin music festival. Sound Money Fest. Last year's conference sold out and
1: this year's is on pace to be three times larger. So make sure you grab your tickets before it's too late. Visit b.tc slash conference to learn more. Pay in Bitcoin to save and use promo code rebelnews for 10% off. This has been an ad break. <laughs> Should we talk about um, some children? Being uh, indoctrinated by inappropriate adults. Can we talk about adults? This
0: ecofeminist article? Oh yeah, it's disgusting. Okay, yeah, we'll just touch ju- on this quickly. A little bit more feminism, and then we'll get right into that. This is nasty. This is nasty. So this is an article from Teen Vogue. Um, I don't know what the article's called, but it's embarrassing. It's called
1: Ecofeminism ah. explains how patriarchy has contributed to the climate crisis.
0: Okay, so, so do you want to know something really funny about this, Nat? Yeah. Do you want to know what the, the our author of this article is called? Oh no. Her name is Leah Thomas. It's not the same Leah Thomas. It's a di- And we were like, we're not talking about Leah Thomas this but week. But yeah, somehow we always somehow end up talking we are. about Leah Thomas. The <laughs> Leah spelling Thomas. is different, though. Yeah. Um, so for those of you who don't
1: know what ecofeminism is or ecological feminism, because mm. I certainly did not, no. it's a branch of feminism that explores the relationship between women and nature. A key argument of ecofeminism is that the degradation of the planet and the exploitation of women are all connected to the patriarchy,
0: and the devaluing of both has led to disastrous conditions for both the planet and women. I didn't know that oh my god she's it's just such nonsense like it's the nonsense. devaluing of my time leads to disastrous consequences yeah and this author is not valuing my time no at all
1: and there's literally no science behind no. any of the things she says it's she just, doesn't talk about science at all no she just talks about capital capitalism gender identity as if those things <sighs> pertain i just want to know girl leah Girl, how are how do they correlate? Like, please tell me how capitalism and feminism impact the environment. Like, I don't understand. Like, you want me to take climate change seriously? This is not helping you.
0: <laughs> like, so a couple of really fun quotes from this oh, because yes, they're hilarious. Um, she's talking about what um, ecofeminism is. And she says, from earth goddesses to creation theories, there are countless metaphors and symbolisms about women and their deep ties to the earth. What? Mm-hmm. Sorry, Earth goddesses to creation theories. Like, I are you trying to take yourself seriously as a science woman? Yeah, I, no, I she's don't, not. I, is the answer to that? Um, I don't get it. I don't Earth get goddesses. This. this is where, like, we're like men That's don't take us source? seriously. We don't make enough money exactly. in STEM. You're talking about frigging Earth goddesses. I know. So we're talking about the
1: environment. Like, I, I just don't understand. Why this was published. <laughs> yeah. Like it's embarrassing. As a woman, I feel embarrassed. Like, it's the whole embarrassing. time I
0: was reading it, I was like, is there any legitimacy to this? No, at all? there's not. No, yeah, it's super embarrassing. Um and basically she's just promoting her own book, which she uh the article the book is called uh intersectional the intersectional <laughs> of course. uh climb environment. Oh, the intersectional environmentalist. That's yeah there it is. That's oh, the name there of her she book. Is. Um so she's talking a lot about her book and trying to sell you her terrible book. And one of the other quotes I really enjoyed was in the book, I ex- also explore how other oppressive sim- systems beyond the patriarchy, like racism, homophobia, xenophobia, and beyond are also connected to the destruction of the environment oh. and devaluing of people. How? She? How? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wanna know. I actually am asking She'll how. She'll just throw out a bunch of gobbledygook, but like, I love how she's talking about all these oppressive sim- systems, but yeah. what about wokeism? yeah you, that's oppressive as heck it okay.
1: is it's, that's a great point all these radical feminists always just try to like dis, like place blame on mm-hmm. someone other than themselves yeah. you know what if you really care about the earth all you can do is ultimately focus on how you're stewarding the earth are you recycling I bet she doesn't even recycle properly I, bet, I know I bet she's one of those people that you doesn't even projects, projects on everyone she else. doesn't even
0: rinse out her thing before she puts it in the, <laughs> the blue bin we're looking at you
1: Leah yeah we have a real problem with Leah's on this show <laughs> yeah.
0: so it's, don't Rob, be named after, Leah yeah we're
1: <laughs> off on a bad <laughs> foot right out the gate it's just like, uh, it's bad. And you know, it's scary that teenage women are reading this because this is Teen Vogue, of course. It's
0: absolutely terrifying. Like, that's
1: scary. Like, is someone going to read this and be like, oh my gosh, yeah. Yes, they are. Yeah, One that's more quote scary. I want to oh, throw out. It. It's
0: really bad. Probably the worst. Uh-oh. Okay, here she says, that's why I believe you can't save the planet without also dismantling systems of oppression. So basically, in order for her to save the planet, which she's stated as her goal, I guess, she can't do that until all of you guys change the way the entire world believe, Like the whole infrastructure so, of ideology, you got to just throw that away. Just so toss it away. And then she can start to do her job. Leah, start with China. Mmm. Maybe. Mmm. Yeah, like you have to, so she's just like pushing all the, like you just said, all the blame is not on her. She's like, I wanna save the planet, but I can't do that until all of you stop using racist, homophobic, bigoted (laughs) language. That's the real problem with the environment. It's not that we're burning, like we're doing single-use plastics and we're burning fuels and whatever whatever you want to say it is yeah that's not the problem nope. you're saying it's actually the language it's that the we use it's the patriarchy could you be any more pathetic it's it, you leah you suck <laughs> okay <laughs> i mean you write for teen vogue yeah so maybe when you grow up to write for actual vogue although that's not going to be any more scientific you know but maybe what? you can talk but, about skirts and stuff and that would be i would read that because i it would feel be more like invaluable. that's your beat that's your beat, girl. Do the do the like dinner gloves beat? Yeah, that's do that. That's you. our next beat too. Oh my god. Um. Okay. All right,
1: let's move on. Okay, we're going to be talking about some transgender issues, but no, we will not be talking about Leah because we just did that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great. That's um, so great. We're going to talk about a little sex education, and no, we will not be teaching you because that'd be extremely inappropriate, <laughs> and we'd probably lose our jobs. Someone bring me a banana. <laughs> But basically, there is this family sex show, you heard that, a family sex show that celebrates sexual pleasure, equality, and independence. Um, So basically, there's a team of eight performers, and they make a show about sex and relationships for ages, five and up. Mm. Five-year-olds
0: at a family sex show. When When you say the word sex show... Ooh. I think Amsterdam, Red Light District. So this is almost the same, though. Kind of. It's a bunch of creepy adults, creepy adults, singing about s- singing sex, specifically to young children about the ode to the. Uh,
1: no, nope, we're not going to say that word, um, but the family sex show does topple uh, to tackle topics, including boundaries, gender relationships and masturbation. So what?
0: masturbation for five-year-olds that's cute gender ideology for, for five-year-olds, five-year-olds. Huh? huh what were you doing when you were five? Oh, barbies yeah a lot of barbie work yeah a, little- <laughs> a lot of barbie work yeah i was pretty yeah. perverted though like i always stripped my barbies naked i think everyone did i don't know why yeah well that's okay I was like get these clothes off don't tell me how to dress my barbie well, and i awesome. cut all their hair and then oh, I'd be i be like do why are too. my barbies look like like kidnap victims. Like it's I think I might have a little something going she on. She was being creative though. She was exercising her creative yes. spirit. Okay. But I was not ready for actual like gender ideology conversations or actual sex like And you're learning about masturbation
1: from strangers while your parents are right there. Like, come on, that's that's creepy. Do
0: you think parents should be teaching like what's what's the answer here? Like, so we don't want weird confused adults teaching our kids about masturbation obviously at a certain age kids will start to engage in that so like who should tell them that's a good question i, I don't really know i don't
1: think it should be a strange adult and mm-hmm. i don't think you should be five like i, I think yeah,
0: five is young five is really young
1: i think it's important like t- like sex is not shameful we shouldn't like we shouldn't create shame around it i, I mean or a stigma but like i just don't think prepubescent kids need <laughs> yeah. to be taught about it that's,
0: okay like it's pretty reasonable you know like i think yeah. it's all right to talk about Like, when puberty starts coming. I think so. That's when conversations should start happening. Yeah, and I I mean, I
1: understand, like, you know... Your your little kids are curious and stuff, but you and then like maybe teach them boundaries, like maybe boundaries. not to take their pants off in public, yes. stuff boundaries. like that. But yeah. like, I just don't think we need to
0: be like, yes, honey, this is good. It's like so normal. It's to be it's just not in public. Like no, wrong. And
1: one of the things the author of this article said was, children aren't anxious about the idea of the show. It's the older people who feel discomfort.
0: Yeah, because yeah. kids don't understand because they don't know. Like of course their parents are uncomfortable with you t- talking to their children about sex. <laughs> Okay. Why do, like, these people are so sick? It's immoral, I think. It's, totally I just, it just creeps me out. Why don't you just focus on like reading and writing? Yeah. Teach them about your friggin' twisted environmental views. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, Leah. That's fine. That's fine. I'm liking Leah a whole lot more yeah, right she now. She sounds a lot more reasonable. She now. does. Things are, things are very lopsided in the world.
1: Yeah. This is scary. And it gets a little scarier, actually, because the leader of Sexy Summer Camp recommends that children begin to masturbate as toddlers. Oh. Maybe we should play this clip if you don't mind. We'll
2: just react. That's how we should, you know, like get down with yourself, explore your own body. (laughs) Masturbation is really healthy and I recommend it to people of all ages, all ages. As soon as my nephews could talk, they were doing that. That's what they were doing. Kids touch themselves kids start to ask questions and we teach them the language for their bodies, right? That's your nose, touch your nose, show aunt T, you can touch your nose. But my sister's not saying that when they're tugging at their penis, right? But it feels good, right? We have to learn ways to talk to young people about this so that they know how to explore their body consensually so that it's not in public, right? (laughs) We don't want people exploring their bodies in public. That's not consensual. But exploring your body at any age, grandmas grandpas all of us need to be exploring our body that's how we should you know like get down with yourself explore your own body masturbation is um
1: for me the weirdest part was she was talking about masturbation with her
0: nephews yeah like that's super inappropriate and she's talking about consent like did they give you consent to start a conversation with them when you're like touch your nose touch your nose are you asking them to like, it's cr- where does that lead? No, that's
1: a great point. it's it's just very creepy and I just think it speaks to how like there's this weird attack on kids and we just need to protect their innocence. yeah we, do. we need to preserve it. I don't know I, I just this is a camp that people are willingly sending their kids to like what is wrong with these parents? I feel like
0: that camp's not gonna do well financially. It's a good point yeah and Especially Especially like she doesn't this. have kids. she's talking about her Clearly. nephew. so like if it's your own kid, who am I to like I can judge you from afar, but I can't I would never say like stop her. Like, well, yeah. get the government involved in, like, take her kids away. Like, no, that's, if that's her own child, like, as long as she's not abusing it, like, I maybe. Agree. Ta- like, have the conversations you want to have, but, like, that's not even your kid. Yeah. Have you talked to your brother or sister about what you're teaching your niece and nephew? Like, is the mother of the child in this video? No, it's the weird aunt. Yeah. It's, it's just, just very creepy. icky. I, yeah, and I just, I think like to to let your children go
1: to a camp like that with these weird strangers. It don't do who, it. it. Don't do it, yeah. Don't do it. That's great advice. It's Listen not, to this one. Nasty. She may have destroyed her Barbies, but she's smart. <laughs> she knows
0: this is wrong. It's wrong! Okay? It's wrong. Um, speaking of wrong, mm. do you want to take it away with this next one? Yes. Yeah, so here's the headline. Transgender man who thought he couldn't conceive while transitioning. Hmm, yep. Is now a proud dad after a surprise pregnancy and put off his breast surgery so he could nurse his son. <laughs> um, So I would just like to start maybe and say Congrats. congratulations to the happy new month.
1: Uh I don't know. But um I think it, my favorite <laughs> quote from this was we're getting I, so quiet. <laughs> I think more trans men
0: need to understand that they can get pregnant. <laughs> I mean, okay, Kate. Okay. <clears throat> Kate, okay. when people say trans women are women, but then they also say trans men can give birth, it's like I'm very confused. I'm very confused. A trans woman does not have a uterus, right? No. Okay, so not a woman, but then this trans man, who does have a uterus, yep. can give birth, making her a woman. So this whole, like, this trans lobby is trying to
1: erase women argument mm-hmm. is really, really working, mm-hmm. I would say, because biologically, that's the one thing women have. Isn't it so nice, also, of this
0: father f- f- mother to put off his hers, top surgery so that he he can nurse <laughs> him. his son. Isn't that so nice of him? Um, well, actually, it's
1: chest feeding. Oh, it's not. He he uses there. He chest uses feeding. I got to chest feed Hendrik when he was born, as I knew it was the healthiest and best way to aid him in his growth. Mm. Yeah. So the,
0: kudos to you. The mother's milk. The mother's is the most nutritious
1: yeah. source of food. So maybe, I feel like this is this has been a fruitful chat. Lot to think. (laughs) (laughs) Should we move on? Anyways, Um, speaking of gender affirming care, (laughs) (laughs) this is another Teen Vogue article, and um, you know, I think maybe we should start off by saying we are compassionate.
0: I would call you a compassionate person, and I would call myself a compassionate person. I think we do
1: care. I want to, we want to treat people with dignity and kindness, but at what point are we just living in a, you know, in disillusionment Mm. to an extent, Mm -hmm. right? And what, at what point are we, like, where's the line here? Because, okay, gender affirming care, sure, but health care is also, you know, getting to the root of an issue, maybe seeing Seeking counsel? Mm-mm,
0: no. Okay. That's sexist and bigoted. Okay, well, <laughs> maybe we okay. should pull up this article and we'll dive Let's into this a little bit. Article. Okay, so what does it actually mean? I didn't read this one.
1: Okay, so basically, let me just read a, a quick excerpt here yes, and then oh we can- I'll learn. And then, and then we, can, we can learn together. We can bounce, <laughs> bounce off of this. So, Beautiful. it was 2016 and Daniel was nine. Out of mm-hmm. habit, Lizette began explaining Daniel's identity as a transgender boy, as a transgender boy when the doctor spoke. But instead of being met with questions or strange looks, Lisette said the doctor simply said, "I believe you." So the doctor just without asking Firm. questions affirmed this 9-year-old's gender. Mm-hmm. Um, when he and then he asked Daniel what his name and pronouns were. Um, so basically my thinking How here is How old is Daniel? 9? Okay. Okay. So Two. doctors aren't allowed to ask questions? Mm-hmm. Or raise awareness about side effects when it comes to transitioning and affirming. It's just we just have to affirm you because you said so.
0: Is it, that healthcare? I wonder if it's like fruitful to have like maybe you know because of Bill C four. I know this is an American article, but let's say it's a it's a Canadian mother bringing her Canadian transgender son. Daniel, and I'm sure it's similar to here. The doctor, yeah, yeah. Do you think that because the doctor um, or the psychologist or the pastor is not allowed to um, give counsel to the child? Do you think they can give counsel to the parent? Like That's hey, a good what should do in? What what kind of things are you tell like telling your child yeah. to make them think that they're an opposite gender? Because as we know, gender dysphoria in adolescence has bounced up to like four thousand percent of what yeah. it was seven years ago or no, ten a great years point. ago. So do we really think that there's 4000% more? Like that's no. not not 4000 more, like 4000%. Yeah,
1: especially knowing historically that gender dysphoria is a rare diagnostic diagnosis that usually mm-hmm. affects boys, little mm-hmm. boys as yeah. young as 2. So yeah. it's not normal. Um,
0: so that's a great point. So the fraction—it's a, it's a small fraction of, pop- of the population. Yeah. And yet here we have all these four thousand percent more kids going through it. Shouldn't we be looking at the parent and being like, "I can't counsel the child, but I can talk to you." Yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder
1: where the line is there. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. Um, we should def- we should look into this more. We I should think. look into. We should it. look into this it. This all we'll yeah. discuss
2: it again. Um, but
1: I think the the biggest thing about this article is that. They always talk about how like when you don't affirm someone, their their likelihood of committing suicide increases when that's actually not true, because there was this study that was in Sweden that followed three hundred and twenty four sex reassigned persons from 1973 to 2003. And it basically stated that suicide rates did not diminish, but increased basically stating that sex reassignment, although um, alleviating gender dysphoria, may not suffice as treatment. Um, and basically, this should inspire improved psychiatric and somatic care after sex reassignment for this patient group. So it doesn't abolish yeah. your problems, which we've talked about before. I didn't.
0: I didn't know that 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 stat, but that's really interesting because we've seen so many anecdotal stories. I yeah. follow a couple of people on Twitter who were like detransitioning. Yeah, and it's really interesting because a lot of them say the same thing. They were they were having mental. Um, issues they were depressed they were anxious they felt harming exactly and after they transitioned that did not go away they said at first there was like especially if you go on um hormone replacement therapy there can be like a euphoria phase right but you end up feeling the same way that you did before a lot of the time right so yeah and of course like
1: no one's a monolith
0: everyone experiences
1: all this differently and if you're a consenting adult and you transition and you're content that's that's fine if it
0: helps your mental health then like you know that's yeah. probably a really good thing, but for so many people, it doesn't actually solve their depression, their anxiety, yeah. their desire to self harm. I think it probably it just arguably, makes things worse. You're self harming. when you're you... literally mutilating your body. Exactly. Yeah, I know people get triggered by the word mutilating. Sorry, I understand that, but but I agree. Like you're you're taking off a part of you, thinking that that's going to bring you like mental clarity, and if it does, fine. That's but a lot of the time, God. it doesn't. Yeah, like, and then. You're now left with a an emptiness and scarring and the feeling that you're missing and you're something that you potentially sterile potential sterilization. It's just it's just weird that we would ju- like people will jump down our throats for yep. saying these things, like using the word mutilation. But like I think that when you're when a, especially a young girl, mm-hmm. like a young girl. Yeah. Have you seen there's this doctor on Twitter that she she calls herself the teet eater. And she's like, "Yep, gonna go yeet some teats today." And she like, pu- and she like brags about like how many teats she's yeeted, which I guess is like the removal of. Oh, but it's healthcare. Yeah, That's... it's health. It's like it's not about your ego and getting TikTok followers and whatnot, your, or Twitter or whatever it is. Like you are bragging about your like your procedures, which you think are helping people. Fine, but you're, it's such a weird brag. I it's a weird, it's a very weird brag. Um, and
1: I I just think like. This is going to this is controversial but I I think that to suggest that maybe getting psychiatric help is like I just think that's the kindest thing you could do yeah. because like we talked about last week on the show like speak the truth in love mm-hmm.
0: like tough love is love. Yeah, and I think that it's important to note because yeah, we're being pretty critical right now but like what you just said um seeking counsel, you don't have to be judgmental about no. it and nasty about it. If you were like, my daughter's like, hey mom, I wanna transition. I wanna be called Daniel. I'm not gonna be like, what are you stupid? Like you're yeah. gonna grow out of it. Like I that wouldn't be kind and Christian and loving no. to do. So it would be like, okay, I don't know how I would react but it would be like, I hear what you're saying. Before I just affirm it, yeah. let's, let's talk about it. Why yeah. do you feel this way? When did you start feeling this way? Like, is there someone that you would like to talk to who's not your mother? who can maybe help you understand these questions more yeah. like if you still feel like let's wait okay let's wait 6 months and see if you still feel this way just wait 6 you're months you're consenting at exactly adult. then let's wait till you're 18 and then i will support whatever choice you want to make like but just to say like oh my 9 year old is saying mommy i want to be a, a boy like what nine-year-old doesn't swap genders once in a while? Like, well, yeah. or, Like I, I've mentioned this before. Like, I thought I was a Russian girl named Voodoo when I was, like, three. It happens. Like, you don't just affirm that. No. That's just a kid going through a phase, like, a lot of the time. And, like, be mm-hmm. loving. Like, don't yell at them. Don't shame them. But, like, let them grow and see what happens. And, like, you're a parent, which means you need to parent. Yeah. Like, you can't... You're not friends. You're not
1: friends. And I'm I'm sure... I can't imagine what how difficult that situation would be. But, like... You are called to say no. You are called to steer them in the most productive direction. And, of course, with love and compassion. Exactly. But, like, come on, parents. Like, be parents again. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, let's make parents parents again. Yeah. Okay? Love you. Bye. Should we move on? <laughs> yeah, we're moving on. That was great, though. I feel good about that. Yeah, me too. They're going to so, hate us. So uh, maybe we should talk about some plastic surgery. Yay! I got some done. No, I didn't. <laughs> both of us had our entire faces done since last week can you tell i got this moved up here and then i this got just fox pulled. eyes look way back just all of it just yanked so this is the newest treatment yes yeah, so that's do, what we want like to- it that's called the fox eye fox sided eyebrows yeah and apparently there's some possible side effects like deadly sepsis facial paralysis um to get this look not no big
1: deal um no big um, deal So that's great. And Mm -hmm. apparently, uh, it's uh, Bella Hadid and Kendall Jenner are cited as the inspiration. Because they've never had plastic surgery. (laughs) Uh, Classic that they're the influencers of this, though, I'm really... We
0: were looking at pictures of Ariana Grande's face. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, as we age, our face changes. Usually it doesn't change in this direction no it usually like, goes like this her face was her she used to have like nice little round uh cheeks and eyebrows yeah. and eyes and now round she, eyes. she has a completely different like racial structure of yeah. her face and it's the, it's the trend the fox eye and it's freaking gross guys they just basically just take your skin and they just staple it back mm-hmm. just create a little and i guess it's not as risk free as it's been described mm, it's like you
1: can just go um, get it in an afternoon get your face stapled up yeah and i, I okay so if celebrities are influencing this. We're seeing it on social media. Cool, okay. But like the celebs who undergo these procedures can afford to fix it mm-hmm. if it, and usually not. They won't even have to deal with that because they're seeing the best of the best plastic surgeons. And I just like we are not them. We yeah. need to stop trying to be them because we, if we, if we get like, t- like you know, destroyed facially, we can't
0: Sepsis bounce back. Of the yeah. face that sounds really gross. It does not sound cute. Like just stick with your face structure. Okay. Oh my god. Maybe like, come on. And and the fact that we all have to have the same face. Yeah. Like, so what? Some people have like more of like a fox eye look going on. It's obviously gorgeous. But yeah. we, we talked about this the other day where um runway models they can be really, really young. They can be like 16 years old, which yeah. is kind of creepy. But yeah, um the ones that are super, super young, the the fashion models where a lot of the time they have like I think sometimes it's just like makeup, um, but it's also clothing as well, they'll take these girls. Faces with tape, yes. young like twenty, let's say twenty. They tape have their, no wrinkles. Yeah, they have no wrinkles. They have the tautest skin on the planet, and they take their face and they tape it back just below the hairline. And then now they're walking around like this. But it's like so. So when that model, that gorgeous, beautiful model, comes off the runway and they untape her face, she's like, "Oh, I don't look like I don't that look anymore." As beautiful. And now I'm sitting in the audience and I've had my face done too, and I'm looking at her face. and I'm like, oh, "She's so tight." Like it's just this weird, like cold war or like like arms race yeah of like who can have the tightest foxiest face and it's like super dangerous because at certain point our eyeballs are going to literally be like on our ears yeah like what's it's the
1: extent up. here like what lengths do we really need to go like it's just it's never going to end. end game yeah exactly like it's just it, the goal post is going to keep moving and shifting and We will have to
0: look like kim kardashian i all guess and it doesn't I, matter who you are what race you are She's pretty, but
1: I don't want to look like her. I know, you look like you. I want to look like you. (laughs) (laughs) But we just need to stop trying to look like rich people who are not actually naturally beautiful. And who are not us. I understand wanting to look like the best version of you. Sure, yeah, like enhance yourself. And that's That's what, what
0: makeup is for. Well, and
1: that's what the plastic surgeon, one of the ones noted in the article says, he's like,
0: like, cosmetic procedures are supposed to enhance, not yeah. cha- physically alter yeah. and destroy. Just give yourself a totally different face. Yeah. It's so messed up. And it makes me really sad that women... And we've talked about this in terms of, like, aging. But what about, you like, just young ones? Yeah. Who are just, like... You know, I remember feeling those pressures when I was a kid. And I didn't realize how like I think that when you live in this like social media and it wasn't even that bad when I was a kid but when you live in the social media echo chamber you see like the same kind of face yeah. over and over and over the again. algorithm just exactly shows you, Kim Kim you see Kim Kardashian you see Ariana and, and you're like they all kind of look the same yeah and then you think well I don't look like that so I'm ugly but like as you grow older you realize and it's actually a quote I'm recently reading 1984 and one of the quotes that has nothing to do with big brother he's looking at this old woman who's like cleaning rags and he was like she's beautiful and this person was like, yeah, but look at the size of her. She's huge. And he's like, yeah, but that's her style of beauty. Like yeah. that's her brand of beauty. And it's like, it's such an interesting quote. Cause it's like, why do we all have to have the same brand? Yeah. We can all have our own brand of beauty guys. Yeah, Individualism should
1: be celebrated. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's one of the unique things that God's done. Like he literally knit us together in our mother's womb. Like we're fearfully and wonderfully made and we're unique and that should be celebrated. And if you want to change your face, okay, that's, I I, I mean, there are more natural ways of going about this. There's an
0: argument. Like, I I wear makeup, so, like, I'm not necessarily... to enhance. Yeah. Like, she didn't... Like,
1: this is it. Like, this is what she looks like. Yeah. Kind of. Not that face. I did (laughs)
0: basically draw on a whole new face. (laughs) But, like, there is... Like, where's the line? Like, am I allowed to wear makeup? Because I'm still changing my face as God created it. Like, where, where... I think you're enhancing
1: your yeah. beauty, though. I think that you're celebrating your beauty by wearing makeup. That's that a good point, I like that. I don't think it, I don't think it needs to be a negative yeah, thing like at all. Yeah, like how a
0: beautiful dress celebrates a woman's figure, Yeah, it doesn't change it.
1: Exactly, yeah. and I think, yeah, I think we just need to celebrate like it, and if you are gonna get a cosmetic procedure, do not cheap out.
0: Yeah, don't cheap okay? out. Okay? I have a great dermatologist I can tell you about. <laughs>
1: right, we'll link it in the description. <laughs> yeah. We will not, because we don't want any of you to look good. No, don't just only us. us. Yeah. <laughs> So now we're going to talk about some celebs who admitted they actually got plastic surgery. It happens, folks. They admit it. (gasps) Oh my god! Yeah, she did that. Winter (gasps) looks like a whole new girl. No, I know. Oh my God! Why would she do that? And that's a, that's something really interesting to talk about too, because so many of these women who are beautiful, oh who my God. Get, I know they get these procedures though, and they don't actually look better. You
0: know, I'm sorry, I'm drinking so much Perrier today because I we just had lunch and it was very salty. So I, I'm sorry, it's my pink Perrier can. Mm. <laughs> it's mm. beautiful. It's our own. If you want Perrier, if you I want to sponsor us, um, but like um, they never
1: end up looking better for the no, most part. And
0: Ariel Winter started on Modern Family when she was really, really yeah. young, and she was around beautiful women, and I wonder if. Being in Hollywood and, and in age, that world made her more, fuck, oops,
1: more messed up in the brain. I think I I can't imagine it's healthy. I can't imagine. That's so sad. I, I'm sure it's had a. Let's look at the other. Let's look yeah, at the let's, other let's, let's celebs. Let's
0: see who's brave enough to tell us. Why? Well, I would just like to
1: say though, I do really hope that Kendall
0: admits it one day. Has she not? I don't think so. That's, Everyone girl, always says she's girl. so naturally beautiful. I know, but like if you go back again, still a beautiful she girl. Is great. No one's. A, but but she has the whole fox eye thing yeah. going on, too. And you think that's just her face. And no. then you look at pictures of her when she was, like, a teenager. And you're like, oh, you had a regular face. And like, you got didn't... a new nose. Yeah, yeah, and lips and everything. everything. She just has a more subtle touch than the other ones. Yeah. Like, obviously, Kylie Jenner's face is the most changed. But
1: I I respect when at least it's like it's so different that it's like really obvious yeah, true. but she like is just coasting Kendall's on the like fact a that she's, and
0: sheep's clothing. Yeah, she's yeah. like i'm
1: so naturally beautiful <laughs> speaking of it eh, want to talk about the eh, family we've talked about them a couple times on uh this episode already but uh the kardashians um
0: yeah so we're gonna have a little kardashian moment mm-hmm. there's so much going on
1: yeah but i think before we start Maybe we should talk about why this family actually is important to pay attention to Mm -hmm. Um, and celebrities in general, actually, Mm -hmm. because they're
0: basically the first family of the United States of America, basically of Hollywood, of of billionaires, of fashion. Like, like, I mean... (laughs) when when obama and michelle obama were the first family i would say that they were the first family but now oh who's i don't even know who's president right now yeah exactly so um, basically the kardashians are like the first family the kardashian west family was was even bigger oh yeah and now that they have broken up like there's they're in the news all the time and it's kind of their job so they got to stay in the news
1: yeah they got to stay relevant but i think like it just these people as you just said, were the, like the first family. They are some of the most influential people in the United States, if not the world. If unfortunately. not the world, exactly. But they have more influence on society than I think politicians do, yeah. than I think doctors do, than stylists do. They are icons. And when people are paying attention to those people and looking to them for advice, that like we need to be speaking about this and criticizing it and exposing the BS that they're spewing because they are not... They're not on our level. We shouldn't Mm -hmm. be listening to them. And yet they're idols for some people. And if we just ignore the fact that these people exist, then we're going to lose young people. We're going to lose the culture war. And we're going to, we're just, I don't know. I think society will crumble. It's up to the
0: Kardashians. It's important to know what your kids are looking at and who's influencing them. So we're going to tell you. Yeah. We're going to tell you. And it's not great. No. Um, This first headline is, Khloe Kardashian defends the family's reported nine-figure paycheck for the Hulu show. We had to ask how many zeros we have. nine figures is hundreds of millions. Yeah. Hundreds of millions that's of a dollars lot of dollars a Hulu show about a bunch of girls with inflated buttocks. They it's did split it evenly though. Oh, that's, cute. Super sweet. that's super sweet. Um,
1: but maybe we should read about how, or sorry, talk about how uh, Chloe defended the money yes. they're earning. So uh, we give so much of our personal lives up for entertainment. Mm. You do, you give it up for give it up
0: for, oh no, not for for free. free? Giving it up, sorry. How Mm. much was it again? Um, Nine figures was it, so giving it up or earning it. Or giving it up. Yeah. like Like, excuse me? She's acting like she's doing it for free. She's like I give you this all from my heart. Like, no She's girl. acting like it's not a choice. Yeah, like you could just not do the Hulu show. Yeah, just don't do give it. Give me the hundred million. And as if
1: they don't actually appreciate having the world in their home, seeing all of their drama, mm-hmm. their unscripted drama. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, you love it. Mm-hmm. You guys were nothing before.
0: Like, remember love how this all started. Was mm-hmm. a sex tape. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I keep yeah. being like, why are they so unclassy? And then I'm like, oh, yeah. The whole first family was born out of a sex tape that yeah. the mother, the matriarch of the family, leaked. That's like, what moms do. Oh, loving mothers. Loving That's what they mothers. Do. So they put in the work, you guys. So don't be mad that they have hundreds of millions do of dollars because they give us so much.
1: Mm-hmm. They do. So nice of them. They're really sweet. Um, (laughs) And and that's why it was also so sweet when Kim Kardashian gave uh, some women career advice. Um, Play this clip. Get your ass up and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. That's so true. You have to surround yourself with people that want to work. Have a good work environment where everyone loves what they do because you have one life. No toxic work environments and show up and do the work. What a clip. Um, yeah, so, okay, I do kind of agree with her in, in a way because it's important to put in the work and do hard work, but it's like, Kim, do you know who you are? <laughs> like, do you know who you are, Kim?
0: Oh, like, when she comes out with, like, a new line, like, it's not just her in her basement with her, like, kids sleeping in upstairs. her chemistry. Yeah, and she's kit. like, oh, I'm making this, yeah. like, this new matte lip gloss in my basement and I'm, like, testing it out on myself and, oh, no, I have a rash now. Like, no, she has, like, a team of... Yeah. Of like probably already established like makeup technicians and scientists who are just like, oh, this is great. We have a formula. Which color do you like? Do you like peach or rose? Rose. Yeah. <laughs> OK, that's Kim's line.
1: Like- exactly. And I mean, I do think our society is a little bit lazier since the pandemic because our government has incentivized it in a way. Unemployment via CERB. And again, there's nothing wrong if you had to take CERB. My husband did for a bit. I um, took it. I was you right know, off. You're right, exactly, oh, nothing wrong job. with that, but I think like a lot of people like could have gone back to work and they just didn't. Mm. Um, But like most people just were not afforded the same privileges as Kim. Like most of us do get up and do the work, but we don't have nannies and chefs and stylists and makeup artists to help us get through the day, yeah.
0: Kim. Yeah, Kim. Okay? So it's a bad take. And apparently I didn't, you told me this, that one of her ex-employees said she was just yes. toxic. Yes. Um, Kim.
1: Kim, like, you know what? It's not cute. It's not cute. Worry about the boulder in your own eye before you worry about the pebble in someone else's. Okay? Okay, Kim. So, uh, this family.
0: So, But we're going to keep talking about you, Kim. Yeah. Mostly, I want to talk about, uh, this is not in our source list because it happened on, like, Saturday. Ooh. Pete Davidson and Kanye. Their text exchange. Their text exchange. So sad. Yeah. I feel bad for Kanye. Me too. Like, Pete, you're not being cute.
1: No, I want to delete all my DMs.
0: Yeah. I will. I'm gonna she go unsack. You're I not retract. being cute. He's like, so apparently Kanye West and Pete Davidson were texting over the weekend mm-hmm. and Kanye was like, Where are you right now? for some weird reason. And Pete was like, in bed with your wife and then sent like a picture of him in bed. And Kim's not in the photo. Um, so he could have been in bed with, you know, just himself. But it's like so under what circumstances rude. is that
1: uh, No, it's so inappropriate. It
0: makes me think that they're doing this just
1: for the headlines. I think they're just. It's so. I agree, and and people were like, "Oh, Kanye has no right to care about this because they're not married anymore." Well, still the mother of his child, they still did, you know, they did exchange vows. Like they do have a pre-existing relationship. Like he has a right. Loves her exactly. Like Like,
0: who are these people who say that? Oh, feelings are so important all the time, especially when it comes to like your own gender. dysphoria. Exactly like your gender dysphoria. Those feelings matter so much, but like the father of a child and the husband of a wife ha- should have no right to be yeah. sad. Like he's being a little weird about it, yeah, like that he... claymation thing of him. That was that was a bad take. Kanye. It's weird. Yeah, it was. It weird. was bad. It's art, and yeah. he's an artist. And like, do we like it? Do we have to like it? No. No. Like, he's just a sad. I feel bad for the Me guy. Me too. He's just sad. And I think honestly, it would be weird if he weren't
1: angry that his ex-wife was in bed with some. Just like white dude
0: mm-hmm. you know yeah.
1: who's like not cute sorry yeah who's not like a diamond in the rough
0: yeah who's like just
1: this gummy looking dude yeah who's not that funny not that funny so i don't know pray for kanye
0: yeah we do pray for you kanye yeah
1: you are in the prayers mm-hmm. um should we talk about kim kardashian's balenciaga feather yes boa?
0: um I really wish that I had one with me now. Me too. We're gonna go buy boas. We are.
1: I think I'm gonna in- save up for this one. Yeah, I want. So I want the
0: Balenciaga it. one.
1: Yeah, That's me the too. Problem? I
0: don't want the dollar store one. No. Can we? Can you guys send us some money? Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this bow is gonna cost an arm and a leg. Oh uh, yeah. So it's, it's so fluffy. It's so cute. Do we have a photo of it? Yeah, there it is. <gasps> oh. Look at her. Look at it. Like it's, honestly, I I don't. Like, a lot of the times she wears clothes, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, she's obviously gorgeous and, like, well-plumped well and and siliconed. But I really like this one. This is the best. This is one of the best looks she's ever – her full body
1: is covered. The color is stunning. Yeah. Like, I just love the vibe. It's kind of like
0: Matrix. Yeah. But, like, it's cute. Yeah, it's super cute. And I think anyone can wear it. I think so, too. Even you, Tess. Yeah, Tess. Even you. You can hide up your anorexia with that giant – boa <laughs> um okay are we done with our Kardashian we moment? have one more image okay one more image sorry this, no this is this it's is, important this is
1: important <laughs> so Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker are making out on a public beach I just wanted to say public like too cheap to get a private you have one your own beach didn't you just make like nine figures yeah like you can't go to look There's it's like, like a animals.
0: It's...
1: it looks like animals.
0: And you know her cheeks are out. Like, you can kind of see, but she's obviously wearing one of those, like, very, very thongy bikinis, which is just, like, there's children.
1: But you know what? They're just giving up so much of their personal it's lives true. for entertainment. It's so
0: nice of them to do yeah, that for, for us. thank you for that. Thank but you, please guys. please
1: go to a private beach next time because literally nobody wants to see that. No one like,
0: wants to see that. Even us
1: normies don't do We're that. We're
0: showing everyone but it's because we had to see it. Yeah, so we now just you have to yeah, see it. Yeah, we wanted you to suffer We're too. We're just trying to shame them because we know they watch. Hey, yeah. girls. Hey, Kim. Um, um, maybe do that at home. Yeah, yeah, maybe use some of that hundred million dollars to like get a little privacy screen. Maybe
1: I think you could you could afford it. I don't know. Okay, would be cute. Would be cuter. Mm-hmm. Should we do like our Blitz Please segment now? Let's do a Blitz Please. Okay. So we're gonna round things out. Here we are. Uh, and we're gonna just do
0: read some headlines. Some quick yeah. takes from some headlines. All righty. Blitz Please. Let's, Let's do it. it. And you wanna take it away? Take it away. I can't say her name. <laughs> That's why <laughs> I told you to start. <laughs> Emily Radajowski. You'd think of anyone. I could say this name because it's kind of like mine. I can say the Owski part. Let's Emily Radajowski celebrates her child Sylvester's first birthday with gender-neutral accents, like a multicolored cake and silver balloons. Yeah,
1: because your one-year-old cares about having a politically correct birthday. Yeah, sounds really
0: fun for the one-year-old kid. Yeah, whatever. Multicolored's fun. Yeah, that's fun. Like, any kid, like, kids love all colors. She's just so desperate to be in the news. Yeah. That she has to talk about her stupid gender neutral birthday. Like, a lot of birthdays are gender neutral. Yeah. They're just like balloons and, 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 and cake. Good point. Moving on. Moving on. God.
1: Bella Hadid shows off some diamond dental work. Oh my god, um, yuck. I think this is just a consequence of having like too much money and yeah. not knowing what to do with it.
0: Scroll down for us, because we're gonna look at this nasty, because this is uh, Riri and she looks great. Yeah, that she looks good. We don't wanna uh, hate So on here's Riri. what Bella Hadid looks like these days. Okay, keep going though. Cute. Here's her tiny little, if you can, yeah. So it's kind of hard to see, but in one of her fangs there, there's a tiny little- Diamond. Tiny little diamond. like. She didn't, did she leave the, the sticker on those glasses? Like, are they supposed to say FUBU right in front of her pupil?
1: I don't know. She was too busy, like, blinded by
0: the tiny diamond this when she was looking in the, the mirror. This is the worst. She looks like, she looks like a nerdy girl that would be at, like, Rory Gilmore's high school in, like, the year 2000. But she has, like, a slur. Like, was she, like, a, slur. Yeah, she like, hey guys, like, are you signing up for, like, the camping trip this weekend? No, my face wasn't right. $200,000. Yeah, it's like, ooh, with all that money,
1: like. Like, look better. I guess money can't buy you taste, huh, Bella? Exactly. Good call. All righty.
0: Um, moving now, on. Now that's dressing down. Victoria Beckham is mocked for new $1,300, well, sorry, 1,300 pound slip with a lace print that looks like a 90 with a tomato soup stain. Okay, so I have a theory. I Let's think, think scroll down. Can we go back to it one time and then just show? We'll just show that dress because it's
1: nasty. It's nasty. It it's nasty. so nasty. I do have a theory, though. Once Mm -hmm. you guys see it, okay. Okay, there we go. Did she, was she just out and about one day? She spilled soup on herself and now she's just trying to rectify that PR disaster. She's like, oh guys, you see, it
0: is cool. (laughs) Look. That looks like a nice like rosé sauce. It actually looks to me like they took a nighty and stapled it it to like a wife beater. Would you wear this? I I would, but I have terrible taste. JK, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would not but you would
1: never spend that much money okay no i wouldn't even if i had that much money i would have a whole new face yeah not like like that bella dress. hadid exactly uh not very posh posh <laughs> um, nailed it <laughs> representation of women in the media still has a long way to go says an expert
0: hello um we're right here but we're conservative so we don't count okay true nailed it <laughs> <laughs> next headline quote healthy quote women sorry let start the end headline healthy woman hasn't eaten fruit or veg in 22 years lives on chicken nuggets Just, that's nasty define healthy yeah her like her face is on her face but her organs are completely made up of chicken nuggets also, oh, she looks older than 22. I'll tell you that right now. That's what Chicken Nuggets does to you, ladies. Look at that box. It's so greasy. Like, that's inside. I love Chicken Nuggets, but my God. Like, and that's, that's a big box. She lives off of that? I don't know. I, do, I, don't I just know. find that hard to believe. Me too. She's going to
1: die soon. Change your diet. Yeah. All right. Talk to Tess. Moving on. Um, Pizza Hut urges teachers to watch out for racist toddlers. <laughs> you know, because Pizza Hut is so experienced in early childhood education.
0: So... <laughs> I don't even know. I don't oh, even know. All this article's from Rebel News. I know I that's love Rebel awesome. News. <laughs> I love Rebel News. Um, I don't even know what to say. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. Yep. And that's a first for me. Yeah. Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. Why are you talking about stay in your lane? Okay. <laughs> Just work on that that cheesy crust, okay? I think so too. Just keep an eye on that cheesy crust and don't overcook it. I think that's the show. I think that's the show, you guys. That was a weird one.
1: That was a doozer, but we are glad that you listened to the whole thing. Oh, my God.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Um, so nice of you.
1: So for those of you uh, who don't already know, this show is every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So be sure to tune in weekly. You can also listen to our show for free
0: on podcast channels, networks like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the other ones that I can't name right now. There's so many. There's so many. I listen on Spotify, but that's just me. you can no longer get 25% off your subscription to Rebel News Plus with our promo code MISUNDERSTOOD25. You can't do it. It's over. Sorry. It's over. It's over. You missed your
1: chance. You missed your chance. Um, but you can subscribe to Rebel News Plus for $8 a month still. That's not not so a bad, bad deal. It's really
0: not that bad. And if you don't have the money right now to do that, that's okay. Just listen for free like we just said. Just listen to the show. Yep. We also post the full show from the previous week on Monday, so today, which is Monday because we film on Monday, we'll be posting the full episode from last week. So tune in. Tune in, you guys. We are your hosts. I'm Kat. I'm Nat. Follow us on social media.
1: And this is Misunderstood.